support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. With me, your host, James Whitelock. We now have the ability to gather vast amounts of data on potential customers. But how do we use this data strategically to make more sales? Joining me this week is Jeroen Cortel, founder of Salesflare. Jeroen explains how your CRM should be your best friend and how to make more sales with some simple habitual changes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Market Rules podcast. And today I am joined by Jeroen Cortelt from Salesflare. Jeroen, it is a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, for the listeners who aren't kind of aware of your work, maybe you could just give us a little bit about yourself and your background and how you come to be working at uh, Salesflare. Yeah, um, in very short, so I'm co-founder and CEO of Salesforce. Uh, Salesforce is a CRM company. So we basically provide uh, mostly agencies and tech companies with a better way to follow up their customers. Uh, if you would ask your customers, they would say like follow up leads. That's what I do with Salesforce. And they could do it more effectively because uh, we make sure that the data that they normally need to track to make that system work is actually tracked automatically, uh, which makes it much easier. Uh, my background, actually, um, I would say when I was younger, I, I used to make uh, websites uh, for people. And then I had my little secondhand uh, cell phone business going on. Um, I uh, ended up studying engineering. Uh, I picked biomedical engineering. Then I did business school and ended up in marketing, actually, in a pharma company. Mm-hmm. It was called Baxter. Uh, it's the guys that do the Baxters. I don't know what they call them like that in the UK as well. Yep. Uh, and uh, then afterwards, I joined a marketing consultancy, helped life sciences companies for a while with their uh, marketing and sales and CRM and all that. Um, until I found that one company which failed, another one uh, joined my co-founder in his uh, software company. Uh, and that's where we started Salesforce to basically build the system first for ourselves to better uh, follow up our leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to kind of explore a little bit and talk around um, usage of CRM and how to get the most out of uh, your, your kind of CRM. Um, because I know that a lot of the kind of clients that we deal with one of the kind of bugbears is they'll they'll all have a CRM of some kind, or if mm-hmm. they're in recruitment, which a lot of our kind of uh, a lot of our uh, clients are, they have an ATS, you know, applicant tracking system, which is similar to a certain extent. Um, but getting data into it uh, is always the kind of kind of the nightmare scenario. And getting good data in, you know, the um, the adage is, you know the adage is uh, 
without uh, offending anyone, shit in, shit out, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So what are the other reasons? Why do you think people really don't use their CRMs particularly well in the first place? What's 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 gone wrong? Is it user error is it the CR, is it the crm builds problem where, where are those kind of where are those kind of issues uh i think it comes from a few places um i think the the basic problem is the one you just pointed out is uh the, the data input issue um it's the reason why we started our company because we figured like how is this even possible how do we need to keep up with it like historically uh, because you have to understand where crm software comes from uh we used to have these sheets which used to be in, in uh, like like actual sheets mm-hmm. on which you would fill out all your customer information they turned that into um databases that they have had on a server in a company and then salesforce said and said oh we could put that in the cloud mm-hmm. on some server so you don't need to build the whole thing in your company um then uh crm software came that was more directed at salespeople. it was easier to understand and faster and all that, more for the end user. Uh, but we're still in a state where the, the original uh, sort of um, expectations that come with the software have not been changed. Mm-hmm. We still expect people to fully manually fill it out. And that's actually not super modern anymore. As a consumer, uh, there aren't many things you would uh, fill out and keep up with. Uh, all of a sudden you're in a company and you're expected to do that. Um, a lot of people will point at the salespeople and say they are lazy. If only <laughs> they weren't that lazy. I mean, it would all happen and it would all work. You just need to fix the salespeople. That's the problem. It's not the software. The software is great. Um, but I believe that actually the software can be better and can start taking over all that uh, data input work because face it the computers are are much better at managing data than we are at inputting data gathering it and all that um that's that's one issue i think uh it's probably the major one uh secondly uh it's one of the issues that have been solved uh, historically but previously was like the the crm's not really built for the end users uh, problem that's been solving itself uh, I think an additional problem is companies not really thinking their CRM uh, choice and implementation through. It's not very complicated, but you need to um, pick something for a specific problem you're trying to solve. Uh, because, I mean, there's there's the data input, the effort you need to uh, put in, but there is also the output is how much it helps you. And if you pick something that doesn't help you, uh, then that is also an issue. I mean, you're not going to do it either. Um, and then I think the next uh, issue, there's there's probably more, yeah. but um, is um, a, a bit of thoughtfulness in the implementation. You can just take software and start using it, but it's much better if as a team, you take a little bit of time to think about how you're going to use it together. Um, because that will avoid so many issues. If everyone is doing something else in a CRM, before everyone some something that you fill out means something else, uh, then it's going to be very hard to use it as a tool to go to the next level. Uh, I mean, everyone will be able to organize their own things, uh, but as soon as it go, it's about a collaboration or extracting insights or uh, building forecasts, pulling segments to send emails or whatever uh that's that's not going to work if if people don't keep it in the same way sure so 
um, picking up on those last two points, uh, should a company try to find a CRM that matches their current processes or should they change their processes to match the CRM that they're, they're thinking of buying because they think it's going to make them a better business? Um, I think in general, uh, I would say uh, a, a bit of both. Uh, but it, just to give you an idea of how it currently works, in a, in a, in a big company, uh, the big company will say, this is how we work. And the CRM needs to do it like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why enterprise CRMs like Salesforce exist. Basically, there is uh, like a building block system. The company says it has to work like that. Consultants, consultants build it like that for you. And it works exactly that way. Uh, small companies are much, much more likely to take something uh, that solves a need for them, but then slightly adapt their processes uh, to make it fit in the system. Because this comes with, with much quicker setup times. Uh, you can just take something out of the box. It can work for you in a, I mean, in a matter of minutes or you, you can get started in a matter of hours. Uh, while going through the whole consulting process is going to be um, a huge amount of lost time and money. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you'd like to know how Thinking Circles can help your recruitment marketing, then visit www.thinkincircles.com. Yeah, I mean, when we talk to some of our clients, we always suggest that, you know, you're never going to find something that does 100% of what you want it to do. So aim a little lower. Aim kind of like 70 or 80%. If it does that, you're probably in a pretty good place. You know, it's going to do what, most of what you need it to do. Um, and uh, that other 30%, you'll just learn to live with and it won't be wasted because eventually you'll start to use it and you'll start to see the, the benefits of it. And if you don't, then, well, there's lots of other CRMs out there that you could kind of move to. Yeah, definitely. I would actually argue to optimize for your main goal um, and then see whether the other things also work. Yeah. Uh, but the main goal is, is probably, depends what, what kind of business you're in, but it's like following up leads. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't work for that, well, I mean... <laughs> Does it matter that it works for the other stuff? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's already fallen down at that point. It doesn't really work. Which brings me on to my kind of next question. It's around how do you use your kind of CRM to make more sales, right? So we've talked about leads already. So can you kind of explain mm -hmm. to us about how you can kind of uh, manipulate and use your CRM to its best ability? Yeah. I think uh, first and foremost, uh, making sure that the data is in there uh, is uh, your foundation. If it's not in there, then you won't be able to do any of the, the, the next things uh, on the agenda. Um, so find a, a CRM that you will um, enjoy filling out uh, that you will actually keep up with, otherwise it won't work. Then the next level from there, uh, when you have data, and I mean not just data about uh, who, who is this person and what's their phone number and email address um, and what company do they work at perhaps or uh, what information did I exchange with them? That those are very much the basics um, to track, uh, at least. From there, um, the CRM can create an overview uh, for you. Uh, this is on three levels. Mm -hmm. um, one, uh, in which stage is each customer? Because your job as a salesperson is to get someone from point A where they have a problem that you can solve to point B, you solving it. Uh, 
but there is a, a process in between, uh, which is uh, most commonly called the buying process or the sales process, depending uh, on how you look at it. Mm. Uh, you need to guide them from, from the one place to the other. And there's usually uh, s- steps or stages uh, in between, which you can visualize in this kind of um, Kanban board and you drag the opportunities through it. This overview by itself gives you a good idea of what you can expect uh, to close in terms of sales at a higher level, not person by person, um, but really like a higher level on what is all the stuff you're working on. Then uh, the next level you'll need is um, if you have the communication all at that track, what you're going to do next. Um, that is your tasks, your to-dos, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can track those in one place in the CRM mostly. And then another thing um is what just happened so you have an overview um where you can like pick up when you see for instance oh this person is on my website that just opened my email maybe i should call them or so that's usually in a notification center on these three things uh you can build to essentially always know uh who is this person what did i last discuss what is their status and what do i need to do next with them uh, and always focus on uh, taking people at the right time to the right next step. Um, from there, if you uh, take it up a level, um, you can also pull segments uh, in the CRM. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say, who didn't I uh, follow up with in a while might be good to re-engage with. Uh, a good CRM will give you the, the right amount of filters there. So you can say like, oh, people that I haven't heard in, I don't know, months uh, that ended up in this stage and didn't buy or something. Um, and then you can re-engage with these people because there's usually a lot of um, lot of revenue you can still make from people you, you tried to sell to, but where it wasn't the right timing. Um, Those are just a few tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, all, all completely kind of useful and all kind of make, make complete sense. A lot of the people listening to this will be kind of small business owners and kind of run, run kind of smaller teams. Uh, is there is there a point in which a business, you know, if you're a one man one man business, do you need a CRM or if you know, is there a point where you kind of go, when as there's four of us, we need to bring in something like this to come manage it, or is it just literally this from day one when you're starting a business, you should re- you think you should be kind of uh, investing in a, a CRM? Uh, when I start a business, I get one from day one. Uh, but that's, that's me, of course. I do that uh, because uh, I believe that the earlier I start, uh, the more data and relationships I will be able to build up in a proper way. Um, and that's just why I would start right away. Uh, for, for people who, who don't really feel like doing that, I would say, where are the the points where you'll you'll certainly need one. Uh, I think as long as you're managing uh, five uh, leads or so, uh, or 10 maybe, you can maybe still do it based on your brains. You don't need any system, just do it like that. Uh, at a bit more, you might need to start using a sheet. Uh, but I think when that sheet reaches maybe 20 leads or so, um, it will become uh, hard. A sheet is nice because you, you have the people and their status. Uh, but uh, thinking back on what, what we just uh, talked about, uh, it's very hard to keep a history in there of uh, the communication you had with that person. It's very hard to keep uh, to-dos in there. I mean, you can have the next to-do, 
um, as as actually mostly about communication, like yeah. to to track what you've discussed already. Um, and at that point, it's probably better to go uh, to a CRM. If of course you start working together with a team, uh, these limits are even lower. Um, we have a lot of customers that join our software when they hire their first salesperson, and they need to uh, have a better view on what's going on, work more as a team. Uh, very often happens. Um, have you seen, uh, without getting too much into uh, the pandemic, but have you seen more of an uptake in usually specifically of your CRM because people want more um, transparency and exposure to what their sales team are now doing remotely? Is this something that you've kind of seen? A, seen a yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we've, last year it was sort of a, a compensation between uh, businesses going broke uh, and businesses uh, getting a CRM do not go broke. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm overdoing it, but uh, businesses that wanted to have visibility all of a sudden. I mean, they had been thinking for years uh, about getting a CRM, somehow didn't get any. And then at the moment that the pandemic came and, you know, there's all this pressure on your pipeline and you really want to have a good view, uh, get some transparency going, accountability, work together remotely, uh, a lot of companies got a CRM system for that reason. Um, next question is you've mentioned um, AI kind of automation a few times. Um, uh, what part does that now play in the CRM process? My, I would imagine that it's pretty important and that most of it now should be, should be automated. Uh, so kind of where does the you know, robot start and the human begin and, and vice versa when it comes to kind of CRM usage? Uh, I would say as a general rule, um, anything that feels uh, robotic uh, probably should be automated somewhere. <laughs> anything that feels like it, uh, it should stay, uh, I mean, it's a unique human thing to do. I should probably uh, be done by a human. If you think about data input, it sort of feels robotic. It should yeah. probably be automated. Uh, if you think about uh, sending outreach emails until somebody replies, and you can do it manually, but it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. A uh, computer uh, can do that in a much better way than you. Uh, there's some other things where, for instance, uh, as soon as somebody replies, I mean, you could automate that as well, but you can already feel that there's going to be a lot of mistakes. Uh, people might get disappointed. They're like, am I talking to a robot or what is this? Uh, at that point, I, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Uh, also, if you do outreach, by the way, I now just said outreach is a, a good one for automation. Still there, you need to feel uh, whether it makes sense. Uh, if, for instance, we all know these LinkedIn um, connection requests that we get that uh, are so generic uh, and uh, obviously automated that uh, we mark them as spam. Like, I don't know this person. Uh if if you if you get to that level, then you might also feel that you need to uh, start doing it yourself. I would say as a general rule, and actually the way the way we like to do it is, you um, do something manually first. Um, you even even with outreach emails, mm -hmm. this is good because if you do something automated from the beginning, it's very hard to build up the necessary empathy to do it successfully. While if you do it one by one, uh, you can get into the world of each of these separate people, build up some empathy, have the right message. And uh, then at some point, 
you'll see maybe uh, that it's always the same thing almost. Mm -hmm. And that if you just automate this and this, um, that you could make it something that runs for you. Uh, at that point, as soon as you sort of nailed uh, your approach uh, with the right human touch, mm -hmm. uh, then maybe it's the moment to scale it. But mm -hmm. very often scaling it right away, and we all know all these weird spam emails that we get, those, it's always people who scale it right away, yeah. uh, is, is very dangerous. Um, and uh, do you find that some of your kind of customers, or maybe maybe not that, there's still a little hesitation when it comes to kind of automation with the kind of a distrust on the quality of it being able to tag correctly, put the data in the right kind of fields correctly, or are we just way beyond that now? Uh, when it comes to data input, yeah. I think we're way beyond that now. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to um, email automation, for instance, I think, I think we're too far beyond that now. <laughs> in the sense that, I mean... Sometimes I, I see what some customers automate and I think, well, uh, may, maybe, maybe we should have slowed that down a little or something. Yeah. Um, it's very important to, to do that yourself. We cannot babysit everyone yeah. um, to, to think about what's going to be the effect this is going to have on people. Uh, would I be triggered by it if I would perceive it and those kind of yeah. things? Yeah. Um, and my last question before I let you go, Jeroen, is, um, one of the reasons why you might use a CRM is to kind of uh, build in these kind of habits into kind of and 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 those habits then leading to kind of set goals. How do you build that in without kind of making the sales team feel like they're just just kind of you know robots pushing buttons and doing kind of something automated? Where you know how do you kind of make them feel like you know this is the way to do it because there's there's this it's proven to work and part of that is going to be done by the automation and part of that is done by you and your role in this is this. And that's really what you kind of want you to do. It's how you build in those habits. Yeah, I, I personally don't think that uh, process and consistency habits that this makes people feel bad. I think it makes people feel comfortable. Um, and in some ways it also motivates people, but I'll get to that. Uh, I think what's mostly uh, dangerous is when as a salesperson uh, you do something in a sort of routine matter uh, but you don't um, take the energy and the time to for instance go into every sales conversation as if it's a new person you're meeting mm -hmm. you know just next conversation that's where it becomes dangerous and it will demotivate you and you will not have uh, a lot of success um, consistency habits are very very important um, we also, for instance, uh, uh, throughout the whole organization, uh, we take our very abstract uh, number goals mm -hmm. uh, of things we want to achieve that year, that percent growth, bringing back our churn, like how many customers we lose yep. and win a month uh, to a certain level. Um, that's, th those are nice, nice things to work towards, but it's very hard uh, it's 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 a yearly thing. You cannot really motivate yourself. You don't really know what to do. So we bring that back also to what we call habits, um, and this is all across the company, uh, from product uh, to marketing to sales. Uh, and we define things we do on a weekly or monthly basis to, in the end, reach those uh, goals. And this is also something uh, that is good practice for uh, a sales team. 
is to say, okay, we're going to reduce quota. This is, this is the amount of revenue, for instance, that we want to make. But what does that mean? How many leads do we need to generate a month, for instance? How many times do we need to pick up the phone and call someone? And then when you bring that back to a, a daily, weekly, monthly habit, um, then you can track that visually. Uh, you can see your progress, which is very motivating. Um, and in the end, when you, when, you, when you deliver that input, you'll also see the results following. Um, and that is something you can easily track in a CRM. Uh, some, some, some people also prefer to do, for instance, uh, if they have to place 50 calls a day, maybe take a jar and, and uh, throw in a coin every, every time they do one or uh, to make it even more um, tangible. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, definitely also track it in your CRM. If you don't track it there, then uh, it's, it, you run into all, yeah. all kinds of other problems. No point of having a CRM at that point, is there, if you're not... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jeroen, it's been a pleasure uh, talking to you today. We will include all of your kind of contact details in the show notes and uh, a link to Salesflare if anybody wants to know a bit more about your company. Uh, but for now, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. This was fun. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock. And I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. The Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.